0: And you can say hi to Scotty G right now. Hi, Scotty G. Hey, how are you? Excellent. How are you? I never better. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you have a Friday game coming up. You're going to have a Saturday off. That's a rarity for you in this six-month stretch. What are you going to do with all this free time? What He's are you going to do with yourself?
1: sauce. He had last Saturday off. More yeah, sauce? No, back,
2: back-to-back Saturday. Yeah, with the bye last week. Yeah, we'll take it. Absolutely. Get reacquainted with the family. I don't know if they're too overly thrilled with that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it would be great. Can't complain at all.
1: Well, in in about three weeks on a Friday, you'll be able to get reacquainted with the family for the next six months. So it's no big deal.
2: <laughs> I love it. A little storm cloud coming through as always. Look. <laughs> hey, and I listen to you at JJ and Alex.
1: And uh, do you think the bulls with Jordan had any chance to beat air force?
2: Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I, uh, after going to the pit and getting a win, I'm like, wow, maybe, maybe they are a problem. I don't know, man. This conference, this conference is so jacked up. It's, it's just, I don't know if it means it's a really good conference or if it's just uh, a conference with a bunch of teams that are pretty good, that can lose anybody or beat anybody. But, uh, you know, it's just, It's a weird year, man. It's just been kind of fun to sit back and watch everybody just kind of cannibalize themselves.
1: You think the conference is, it's a weird, I mean, after listening to you, I thought you were getting paid by the Mountain West.
2: Well, I get paid by the game. So as, uh, so if I can string together as many games as possible, that's, 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 that's my number one concern. So, uh, but no, I mean, I look, I think it's a great, I mean, I think it's a really good conference with really good players and for the most part, teams that just don't lose at home. Now I know I just talked about the Air Force going to the pit and getting a win, but uh, it's really hard to win on the road in this conference. And and more often than not, you've got some you know you got some really good players. New Mexico's got some really good players. UNLV, you know, you go down the list. There's some individual players that are really good in this conference. Now look, you know, like I'll just take what you're going to say, PK, and just and just get it out of the way right now. I could see all these teams not having tremendous amount of success in March. I know San Diego state did their run, but other than that, usually mountain West conference teams are one and done in the conference or in the NCAA tournament. And if that happens again this year, then that's a, that's another black eye for the mountain West.
0: So are the Aggies at 23 and five, a really good team, or is this being done with mirrors, chewing gum? I mean, we all know the cliches, hairspray, rubber bands, holding this thing together. It's all duct taped together with miracle victories along the way.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, look, they, they should have lost to UNLV. They had that uh, miraculous five-point play that got them a win in UNLV. They got the uh, the tip out on the missed free throw against Boise State that they were able to get a layup in as time expired to send that game into overtime. And then, of course, you got Darius Brown who banked in a three uh, on the road against Fresno, a game that they should have lost. And, I mean, even Danny Sprinkle said in the post game, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? We should have lost that game. They they played better. They probably deserved that game more than we did." And he's right. I, I mean, it's just you know, there's those weird years where things just kind of go your way. And Utah State's in the middle of that kind of season right now. And and look, I don't know how it's going to end. I do know that look, Great Osabohr is an elite big man. In college basketball, you can finish with the right, can finish with the left hand. I mean, there's a lot of great things you can do. But Utah State still is a 31%, 32% three-point shooting team. I mean, they don't shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, but, you know, when it gets down in crunch time, they're making plays. So I think a lot of us, even the coaching staff, is looking at the team going, I'm not exactly sure how they're doing this, but they're doing it because you look at the uh, – you know, you look at the individual parts on this team, and there's there's some issues. They turn the ball over too much. They're not a good free-throw shooting team at times. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a dismal three-point shooting team, but yet they're winning games. So, yeah, I can't seem to figure it out. Coaching staff can't seem to figure it out, but it's been a hell of a run.
1: I think I can figure it out, though. You got Osabor who's a junior. You got Martinez, who's a senior. You got Brown, who's a senior. And I realize they were all together new and all that stuff. But they're coming from varied backgrounds where they played a fair amount, and they're good players, obviously. They're very good players. I have no problem saying that. And then you augment them with uh, some younger guys, uh, False F. I mean, chronologically, he'd be a little older, I think. He served a mission, right? Mm -hmm. And he had the red shirt, so uh, I realize he's just a freshman, but... You know chronologically he is and to me there's a fair amount of experience it was new in the beginning which is why they were picked ninth which you know seems ridiculous now obviously but when you look at guys they had a fair amount of playing time and certainly have been in programs that helped them get to this point to me I think that's the number one reason is they got good players who've been around the block
2: yeah and, I mean, you, you're right. You look at the D1 experience, and they're right up there, I think, top 35 in the country in players. And you got a point guard in Darius Brown, who's four years older than Keontae George. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's yeah. the, the, the experience factor is real. But Darius Brown wasn't doing this at Montana State. Great um, Osborn didn't start last year for Montana State. Like and so, yeah, they've got experience, but they weren't doing what they were doing last year. Yeah, but neither
1: neither was Jimmer Fredette early in his career.
2: Yeah, I know, but these guys are seniors. I mean, right. These, and by the time I Jimmer mean,
1: was a senior, look what he did. Now that's a, an extreme example. I, I'm just saying there there's something to be said for progressing along a timeline. These guys are doing it at different schools, and a guy like Martinez has bounced around uh, to multiple pla- three places, right? But. The the natural progression is if you stick it out, you should be better. These guys yeah. have not stuck it out at their individual schools, and with the Montana guys, State guys, just because obviously the the coach and they followed them and all that. Uh, but it's it's not. It's a surprise that they're this good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's not that. But I've seen so many guys over the years. BYU and Dave Rose would do that very well. By the time guys got to their third and fourth years. They were really good. Keeney Young, who didn't do jack early, ends up being Mountain West Player of the Year by the time he's a senior, uh, to take it as a high example. So I can see where these guys have gotten better over the course of their year-to-year-to-year-to-year type thing.
2: So in the course of this conversation, you just went from Utah State being a first-round bounce to now being a Final Four team. So that's, that's, uh, no, that's... I would say Final Two. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at this level in the mountain west.
2: Yeah, no, I better got than we anticipated
1: no, by I... far. Asabor way better than we anticipated. But you look at that body, you look at that size and you look at that experience, okay. It's not out of the realm.
2: No, no, it's not out of the realm. I just I don't think that anybody could have now obviously nobody in their right mind could have projected this, but I don't right, know if anybody right. even projected this team would be uh, playing on Thursday in the Mount West Conference tournament and not having to play a first round game. Um, oh yeah, in
1: October, I'm to- I totally see it. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Everything was brand new. We, no one had any idea how it would come. Now Sprinkle yeah. is the runaway coach of the year and maybe national coach of the year. and, yeah. and he's going to and, do and well in the Big Twelve next
2: year. Uh, I'd say more. Uh, I'd say more Big Ten. Where's Washington <laughs> going to be next year? Yeah, Big, Big Ten. Ten.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Before before we worry about next year, with five teams separated by one game, can you handicap the conference tournament that is almost upon us? No,
2: no, not at all. And and because you have teams that any, all right. So let's just go down the list. You got Utah State, certainly can win the tournament. You got Boise State, who could certainly win the tournament. You got San Diego State, obviously can win the tournament. Um, And then you go down to. Colorado State, who can easily win this tournament? Nevada can win this tournament. UNLV, with the stupid rebels chant that you'll hear over and over, they can win the yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, this 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 is from top to bottom. And I, you know, look, PK, you covered that conference, yeah. you know, back in the day. I don't know if there's been a year. I know certainly in my seven years of calling games in this in this tournament or in this conference, I've never seen it where you've got. legitimately seven teams that can win the conference tournament. Now, look, Colorado State, a week and a half ago, was a top 25 team. They were nationally ranked. There's a good chance they're playing on Wednesday to start the tournament. Yeah. They don't get a first round buy. I mean, that's 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 absurd that they're in that situation. But that's just where this conference is, and 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 frankly, it's been a selling point for Danny Sprinkle and the team, being like, "Hey, look, yeah, you're number one right now. You know, if the season ended, you'd be regular season champs. You'd be the one seed. But guess what? We uh, if you stumble, which they almost, which they should have done against Fresno, if they stumble at San Jose or if they lose to the Air Force, then guess what? It can all come crashing down immediately." Uh, in, because everybody's just bunched up there near the top. it's it, It's it been a rallying cry for these guys, and uh, it didn't keep them focused the other night against Fresno, but you certainly hope it will be the case against uh, Air Force and uh, and San Jose. Uh,
1: yeah, I think at, at worst they only lose one more game, but I think they'll win out. But the great thing about it for them, th- they don't have to go to Vegas and do anything. They'll be fine. They'll get – a decent seed in the NCAA tournament—they've already proven. And as far as your conference goes, yeah, I'm not sure there's a superpower at the top like we had with Utah, uh, uh, but uh, for, for in, in the Mountain West and, and in back going back to the WAC, uh, or maybe uh, San Jose State or BYU, but the depth of the conference is outstanding. It's yeah, and it and it doesn't and it doesn't need to politic. You know, we were talking about this the other day. The the BYU media for the last thirteen years. The West Coast Conference really isn't that bad. It doesn't suck as bad as you think, right? Well, now no one's saying that at BYU. They've got they don't, they don't read the, that storyline is out the out the door. To me, nobody needs to sell the Mountain West on how good it is this year. It
2: speaks for itself. Yeah, and it's been it's been fun to watch. Now, again, back to our previous point. They've got to back that up with wins in the NCAA tournament. Well, yeah. You know, whether it's Utah State or you know San Diego State, certainly did their part last year. But you know they get five teams in the tournament last year, and everybody's won and done. They get four teams in the year before, everybody's won and done. Right, again, right. outside of what San Jose State did, which was or San Diego State did, which was awesome. But again, they've got to make a they've got to make a bigger mark. There's there's just no doubt they've got to be better in that regard. In and I think they have games. at
1: least two or three teams that'll be in the round of thirty-two.
2: I would certainly hope that's the case. And, again, I get paid by the game, so that'd be nice. <laughs> so you're in fun. favor of
0: a deep NIT run, which isn't going to happen. The team's no, overachieved.
2: No, 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 They're not going
0: in. Yeah. <laughs> the team's overachieved. Those three games Scotty listed for us earlier, the difference between 11-4 and four and 8-7, and seven. they could be right there with CSU. There but you
2: since, go. But yep. since
0: you say that, Scotty, and because Aggie fans, I mean, you know the history as well as anyone, one tourney win in 50 years. What does this team have that maybe other teams didn't have that could lead to an NCAA tournament win? Or is it this is a lot of fun and you get to the NCAA tournament and then it's one and done again, which makes Aggie fans shudder?
2: Well, I do think what what this team has that you don't – like last year's team, and I told you, you know, I came on the air before they played Missouri, and I said, look, if they're not shooting three, they're done. And I think they started out that game, like, one of 12 from three and Missouri beats them up and wins by double digits. Because I mean, that what we're seeing at BYU, uh, I love schematically what they're doing, but again, if they're not shooting their threes, they could be them. They, you know, they can get themselves in trouble really quickly as we saw like against Kansas state. Um, and, and that's how Utah state was built last year, uh, more so than BYU. I think BYU has got more options to kind of adjust throughout a game if uh, if they're not hitting their threes. Utah State was just strictly live or die by the three. When you've got an elite big man who has a back-to-the-basket game like Great uh, and you don't necessarily have to be hitting outside shots, I think that you've got a chance, especially when you get up against an NCAA tournament team that uh, doesn't necessarily know you or has scouted you well and, you know, may not know how to bring a double team against him because right now, Ossibor is the kind of guy, if you get him one-on-one in the post and he has good position, he will finish and you're going to look silly because he can, he have got so many moves um, down low that, that he's just difficult to beat. So that's an element. If you took great Ossibor and put him on last year's Utah State team, uh, you'd have yourself a, an elite team. Uh, if you took any of Utah State three-point shooters and put them on this year's team if, you know, Stephen Ashworth sticks around, Utah State's a really dangerous team at this point. But I do like the ability I do like the fact that they've got an opportunity with a guy with a guy in particular and then other guys that can help out that can get you high percentage shots from 2 and that should be able to keep you in a lot of games against some high-level teams. Yeah, I,
1: there's no worry there. They they've got three really good guards. Uh, Brown is a clutch player, and then you got Falseth who's shooting fifty six percent, and you got Martinez who's shooting forty eight percent. Now the latter two, uh, Brown and or Brown and Falseth, and of they're, they're, False not the great three point shooter, but he can run an offense fairly well. He's got a nice physical presence to him. Martinez can score. He could score when he was at Utah ten years ago. And uh, you you saw him okay this kid's a player and then you know they leave and all that stuff and Brown is Brown's a big time player he can, he has no fear he can make shots it's fun to watch him play that three that he banked in yeah the idiot uh, Fresno guy decides to jump for some reason and then he jumps to his left and, uh, to Brown's left and not his right and he makes that shot this this guy is. A clutch player. I don't think there's any question about that. I'm not talking about them running to the Elite Eight or any of that stuff. I'm talking about them winning a game in the NCAA tournament. At this point, I would, unless they got some crappy, crappy seed or somebody Jerry McNamara for Syracuse goes, over for, goes for 45 like he did against BYU in that first round several years back, I expect them to be in the round of 32 because they have the nucleus and in the ingredients to
2: succeed in any tournament that they're in. There you go, folks. I like it. Let's go. Yeah. I just want I want a BYU Utah State second round game in Salt Lake. That's not a, that's not too much to ask for, is it?
1: Uh, it would be. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, we would love storylines and right across the street. Yeah.
2: Let's do it. Okay. Selection selection committee loves their storyline. Family on three. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't think they're uh, really slotted for that, though. They're going to have to get deeper before they because aren't they both going to be in that like five, six, seven range right now? Don't you think that's where you, where they're headed? Yeah, yeah, I know. Five through Look, eight, I, we'll say that. Five through eight.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Unless so, they both you know, slip well, up and end up in an eight-nine game,
2: but they both I, have I to lose. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I think Utah State certainly is in a situation where I, I agree with pk i think they're in but you know if they drop a game one of these next two games against you know a quad three or a quad four team and they're a quick exit from the mountain west tournament they could certainly slip down into that eight nine ten range pretty quickly if uh if, yeah but that's if not gonna happen they're not gonna, away gonna from
1: lose the, 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 these teams suck
2: fresno oh do you, they, How do you do this
1: well they do they do
2: they do, yeah, absolutely, and <laughs> they should have lost to Fresno, who's the worst of the three teams they're going to play. Yeah, but where this- was that game? In Fresno,
1: right? And where and are you these got games?
2: Go the home, and then you play at San Jose, which okay. is going to be the same situation where you got no. thirty people there. You got no. <laughs> you whatever. had three thousand in Fresno. You didn't. There was not three thousand people in. Fresno. I counted them <laughs> twice. Uh, I-, <laughs> I-, I-, I could sit from where I was, and I counted. I barely got to like four hundred at tip off.
0: Were you hearing like individual conversations when you went to commercial oh, yeah, break?
2: Yeah, that. and there's really no, there's nothing more uncomfortable than when a guy walks up to the scores table and you're like, "Well, you know, my Mason Falslev has uh, started the game one of seven from the field of Mason <laughs> like, and I can hear you. I'm like, yeah, I know. Sorry about that, but you know.
1: I was really hoping Fresno won because we'd finally have a court storming in which there'd be no controversy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if you saw it, but a week or two ago there was some team that won, and like one guy yeah, one yeah, guy yeah. walked on the
1: court. That was awesome.
0: I, was he it in Mississippi kind of, Valley? Kind of wandered out there, looked around. Walked back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. Before you
1: go, who's going to take the first snap at quarterback in the game one for the Aggies?
2: Uh, the kid from Iowa. Uh that, oh, you know dumping on the pig farmer. Uh, pig farmer is gonna be third. I still can't figure out why – I mean, it's depth, and I understand, but if if uh, Barnes thinks he's going to go up there and be the starter on week one, I think he's highly mistaken right now. Uh, you got Cooper Legat already put together in a fairly impressive body of work, and then the kid from Iowa, I think is far and away probably one of the more talented players they've had there in quite some time. So, yeah, I, I think Barnes has a real high, um, you know, he, he, he's got a lot of work to do to try to break into that rotation. Great. What am I going to do with my pig farmer shirt? I know, like the jokes write themselves. You go to Utah State as a pig farmer. I mean, come on, I get it, I understand it, but uh, uh, I just, uh, I just don't see it's gonna. Ha- I don't see it happening.
0: Scotty G, we appreciate it. Enjoy your back-to-back Saturdays off, and uh, we will talk to you again around NCAA tournament time. How about that? Maybe even in Let's Vegas, help. just to just to mess with you. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Thanks, Scotty G. We appreciate it. We'll see you. DJ PK and Scott Gerrard, you're hearing from noon to three right here on The Zone.